Talking during movies, drop down on the lozenges. First thing is going to be a little fire eagle from Austin Beer Works. And joining me, folks, this is this is going to be a fun one, man, because we have we have. I'm going to be honest. Uh, good housekeeping. Call them a third sexiest man alive. All right, that's just that's all I'm going to say, folks. And I'm just giving you a first name because you don't need a last name with this man. All right. My new friend, people, I tell, I say this to these people all the time. No one believes me. He's going to start getting emails from me. He's going to be like, what the fuck's he Zooming me again? What's going on? My new friend, although I don't know if I'm his new friend yet, but he's my new friend, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Shibby, what's happening, brother? How are you? Hi, hi. Yeah, I'm, a, <laughs> yeah, I'm just an actor, writer, direct, uh, producer of a film called Body Swap. You can see it at bodyswapmovie.com. Check out the trailer there. We have, we're, we're going to talk about this movie. We're going to talk about making movies. What's that? What that is like being independent? You know how you get how you got started. What inspired you and all of that. But before we do that, we're going to be talking over a movie. I asked you your top ten. I grabbed one from the top ten. I grabbed E.T. Why is E.T. special to you? I you asked me my top ten and I never thought of it before, <laughs> so I had to go to IMDb and I picked maybe just a, a little you know. Uh, a Billy Wilder movie there, a Wes Anderson, a P.T. Anderson mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, definitely uh, two Spielberg landed on there and a Back to the Future, which was Jurassic Park and E.T. I thought were pretty solid in my top 10. Maybe if I'd thought about it more, I'd have different, but I, lo- I love E.T. I've seen it a bunch of times as a kid. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. I have seen it as an adult, but I haven't seen it maybe in five, 10 years, who knows. I'll Maybe tell you, that, at least that Blu-ray, I, I think it was the last time I saw it. It was the last time they did it. Well, let's go ahead. Please put it on mute. Let's hit play. And the funny thing is about you picking this movie, here's the crazy thing, right? I mean, we, are, we have been with an onslaught of, oh, shit, there's UFOs. Like for the last year, like COVID comes in and the Pentagon's like, this is our cute boys. So release the ufo info when no one can go run to their neighbor's house and tell them did you get the ufo news and they're like fuck no i'm just looking at covid shit all day long do you believe in aliens do you think they're out there you think there's someone out there i'm thinking it's more likely they'll fake aliens to get some sort of global government or something out of it uh they're already having all these people say there's aliens this month that's a big thing i've been doing that all year have you seen the guy uh, from Israel? Do you see the guy from Israel? Yeah. He's like, listen, Trump's like, why is it? It's like a line from a movie. Movie, first, first one, little hook here. 
it's like they're like, well, hey, should we reference a movie? And the, you know, the guy's like, well, I mean, obviously, if this is a movie, America is in charge. That's why Trump signed it. So they put, well, they're putting monoliths in Utah deserts to promote Netflix movies now. So it's probably just a, like a, well, the joke is always like the moon will be blood red in the Bible and that'll be Coca-Cola projecting its label. I'm sure yeah. they'll have a million, <laughs> alien invasion to promote Reese's Pieces, just like this movie. It's, uh, that would be, I'll rocking. tell you what, let's, let's, let's go down. Let's hold on. Let's, let's run down the trailer. All right. So we've got alien invasions and uh, you're doing the documentary on them. All right. Reese's Pieces, they're locked in, whether it's Reese's Pieces or PCs. And I think that's a non-regional diction thing. I have no idea if I'm saying it wrong, but ET's got that locked up. So what is your go-to alien candy, alien food? An alien cocktail. Okay, well, I don't drink <laughs> soft drinks anymore, but let's go with Sour Patch Kids because it's like you're eating people. Okay, nice. I like it. Ooh, okay. Uh, if you're an alien, these are friendly aliens in this movie, but we'll go with that. And then, um, well, uh, I don't know, I'll go with a, like a Baja Blast, something crazy that's... <laughs> Sort of, it's just sort of normal, but it's green, you know, and it's, it's just a slight, you got to have something that's like just to the right, uh, right of like, you know, aliens pretending to be human. Sure. So instead of drinking Mountain Dew, drink the Mountain Dew Baja Blaster or, what, or what Code Red or, or one of the <laughs> knockoffs. Or There's some gamers listening to this, yeah. just screaming yeah. the right one where he's like, ha ha. And he's like, it's not fucking funny, you guys. It's powered me through. And you're like, right, <laughs> there's so a great uh, go up, look up uh, RDC World. Okay. Uh, they just put out a, a little skit on YouTube of the guy going to the restaurant and he and they're like, we have Mel Yellow and the drinks just get dumber from there. Like, we got our C in the uh, blue and red can. And it's like, why are you selling me these barbershop drinks? And <laughs> like, so four people from the restaurant are like, Hey, do you drink squirt? Yeah, I drink squirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's four people that drink it. It's like, no one drinks that. <laughs> no, one, no one drinks that tab. Yeah. Anyone got a tab? Huh? Mm -hmm. a, little, a little pink, a little pink can of, of nothing. So while, they're, while we're looking at these special effects and all the aliens are coming off the, uh, the ship here, and I mean, obviously big special effects during that time. Not so special special effects these days, but that's, you know, that's the aging process of life. When you did your movie, how did you deal with uh, visual effects or how, or how, you know, because obviously there's different budgets, but then there's also a vision in your mind of what you want to see. How do you make sure that's projected out there? Well, I just, um, it, I was really lucky with the small budget I had to get so much of the screenplay on screen. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think really anything got left out that was necessary. It was, uh, I, I wrote it in mind for a smaller budget. Uh, it actually got a little bit bigger budget than I expected, but it probably should be used even more. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was great to, there's only a visual effect in Body Swap is this uh, uh, paper shredder going off and uh, sparking everywhere. So we added mm -hmm. sparks and post. We even did practical effects with like dry ice with the steam coming off the paper okay. shredder so that the uh, sprinklers in the building wouldn't go off. 
<laughs> nice. How does that now? We, you know, it's uh, so. So one, how'd you come up with with the concept, and then what's it like running through that? Because you're you're wearing a lot of hats that usually, uh, you know, a, a ton of different people have have around. So how how well, how'd you do it all and come up with a concept on that? Because I think everyone goes, I have an idea for a movie. I'm going to just jot it down real quick. And that's I, not it. I, I do have difficulty compartmentalizing, but the good news is like you write it. That's like at a different time than your casting. And that's at a different time. Then you're sort of setting up the locations and everything, everyone coming in. And um, it's way easier if more people live in, in the city. So next one's going to be a little bit, maybe like two actors or two or three outside of the city that are just important roles that I can't cast in in the city nice now yeah uh so then uh so from there uh well i was just saying so from there then you're doing the movie and then body Mm -hmm. swap i'm like in half the movie so on the days i'm not there or i don't have scenes a lot of times maybe i'll have scenes for part of the day i'll be doing producer things of getting the uh getting the papers ready of what scenes we need to shoot that day and what's what's going on how do you watch Um, yourself act that's so i mean because like i can barely listen to myself talk you know and you're doing i've seen it a billion times and probably (laughs) i did not want to watch it this many times to do the subtitles and i did the work so hard on these closed captions that the closed captions still weren't right and i had to pay six hundred dollars to do um yeah um but I found savings in other places, but yeah, it's a lot of money to just do something that I worked on like two or three weeks, just oh. kept watching this thing. But um, the subtitles, hopefully in other languages are okay. Um, for closed captions, they had to be like right on the money. So yeah. it was a big ordeal. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. And is it, is it weird, you know, seeing yourself on different screens and, you know, different angles and an audience. It's great. Um, I'm a bit divorced from the character. And now okay. I even look a little bit different than the main character. So, cause I lost a lot of weight. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's odd. I, I definitely criticize my acting, but um, it was the best we did at the time. And I think it's worth the money for people to go. Go check it out. Yeah. Do you, uh, you know, when you're doing this, you know, and you, are you, do you, do you think you're more critical of yourself? than you are of the other actors when you're looking at your performance you're like hey guys we're going to reshoot that you know is or um is it kind of even across the board we didn't really have to reshoot but we had to shoot more for like uh the ending just wasn't working so we went back and shot a little bit more to uh flush it out and make it better um add clarity to scenes that weren't making sense to people uh and so yeah, I mean, you just have to take a break. Then you just have to not get precious with things and trim it down. Um, I probably would trim down even more now, but uh, you also have to like, I've seen it so much that you got to put yourself in the mindset that people who have seen it the first time maybe can't watch it like where it's just, it's everything's happening so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I could probably get the gist of the movie if you fast forward it at two times speed <laughs> at this point, but yeah. Do you, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, for, for the profession you have and, and what you do, you know, uh, you, you said something very interesting. So you, you, you just can't fall in love with certain things. You gotta be able to let things go. And, and I wonder, you know, uh, politics has been a very hot topic over the last four years, 
Uh, there's, mm-hmm. you know, been a guy sitting in a big seat that uh, just made that topic even hotter than it probably <laughs> usually is. Yeah. But all these bills that you see, all this stuff going through and people hold on to their little babies as hard as they can. They're not letting go of anything. And I wonder, I'm like, man, what if because of your understanding of trimming the fat, of, of going after things, just like, let's get to the point. We've got a finite message mm-hmm. here. Like my questions should be, the fat should be cut. But I'm wondering, I would like to make it law that directors, people who hold all the multiple hats you do, right? Mm-hmm. After 20 years, you yeah. have to go be in Congress. You have to go yeah. represent your state. Yeah, your I, city. Think, I think that is a smart idea. I kind of want to be <laughs> governor of Kentucky because, um, yeah, yeah. Are you in Kentucky right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. What part? Where are you at in Kentucky? Uh, I'm in LaGrange, which is just slightly outside. Oh, I know where LaGrange is. Oh, oh, good, good. Oh, yeah. Uh, where are you my, from? my wife is from Corbin. Okay. Yeah. She's up actually gray right outside of Corbin there. I don't know every single area of Kentucky. A lot of people don't even know what Kentucky is, so at least that's <laughs> good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Next, next movie is also taking place in Kentucky. This Ooh. one kind of was, um, it took place, but we cut out any references that said it, so... There's no real reference. Uh, but yeah, he's... Uh, I'd like you to be governor of Kentucky. Just just you trim the fat again, right? That's what, I want someone to come in with some bloated thing to you and you're like, look, and then we got to like, hold on, hold on. I'd have to get more movies out there and get this one more noticed to like... That's although we have an AG attorney general that would make a good one. Um, yeah. Uh, and he's African-American, which is some good representation there. Uh, he's Republican, but he's a good... Uh, representation for the state he's he's fair um the the governor we have now is kind of insane so <laughs> he, uh so Dude. i just kind of like to get him replaced but are recalled <laughs> um yeah uh yeah so yeah I, I agree with that i think there's just a lot of corruption in politics i think that's uh and really there's rumors that are, are conspiracies that the politicians are all put there because they're easily, uh, they're easy scapegoats. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, and that the real power is in the media. So it's really going from movies to politics is really a downward <laughs> uh, trajectory other than you make more money because they're stealing all this money all the time. But if oh. you're honest, <laughs> you're not going to make much. Yeah, you're not going to do anything. If you're I always say it's like the ones that uh, the the politicians and the business people without a huge manner with armed guards are the ones that need it the most. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing, politics, because I get so mad at, you know, I, I see my friends and I get, I get mad at my friends for it. Right? They're, they're, they're lauding these people. Oh, this person's amazing. I love them. I just, I just want them to be here. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. You can like the person. And I'm okay with that. But in the position that they're in, the lauding and then, oh, this is the greatest. They're a public servant. That's not saying you can't respect the maid or respect the principal who's also a public servant or respect the janitor who work in the same building, respect them the same. But the celebrity icon status that they're starting to kind of get these days, you know, and the, the last, the last couple, right? They were, yeah. uh, they were iconic in those movements. One creating a celebrity kind of status in his great demeanor, charisma, charm, everything that Barack Obama did to a T and then better 
right? I mean, he set the bar for every president, past and present, to be like, oh, this is distinction. This is, you know, I mean, only thing that, you know, if people freaked out about was he wore a tan suit, which, Jesus, fuck me. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> all right? The Vanity Fair has all of a sudden gotten a hold of the Constitution. The guy's in a tan suit. People are freaking out. But, you know, the celebrity status of it is, you know, it, it's what freaks me out because they're not. They're public servants. Give them respect for donating their time, air quotes, you know, getting paid to do stuff. But hold their feet to the fire. You know, you're not. Well, Kentucky, right? If I do a bad job in a play and Brad Pitt does a bad job in a play, whose feet do they hold to the fire? Mine, because no one knows me and cares. And I'm from Montana. <laughs> I'm a mm -hmm. fucking Yankee. You know, Brad Pitt, they're just like, dude, you're the best. Don't worry about it. We still love you. <laughs> Everyone makes a mistake. You know, it's just, it's craziness. It's absolute silliness. I don't think celebrity really um, plays into it uh, when people vote because Kanye didn't get as many votes as I thought he would. He was on a lot of ballots. Uh, no, I mean celebrity as far as um, how they view them, not celebrity status, but that, that, that look of like, oh, that person is mm, special. You know, uh, it, it's, 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 an, it, it's, uh, but, but, I, but I agree with you as well too. I think, um, I think there are probably a lot more smarter uh, voters out there that uh, don't get caught up, they get caught up in other stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. All, all um, the fun craziness. So what's so? Can you give us a sneak peek, real quick? What's your uh, what's your next movie about? Can you tell so us? it's going to be she's a princess, and he's uh, she. I'm with this girl that's out of my league. Okay. We broke up. Uh, uh, she finds out she's a princess. We were pretending to be together for the holidays, which was an idea my uh, friend Tim had. Um, he got a story back credit because it was like uh, he was the director of Body Swap and I wanted to make something off of his concept. So he get excited about it. But then I decided to direct it anyway. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, he they they pretend to be together for the holidays. But before they go and go to his family, she finds out she's a princess, gets this scroll. He's like, this is not real. And then she's a princess of a state, which is Kentucky. Um, and so it's all the trappings of her being on Instagram on the cover of magazines while he's like this loser. And like he goes and he yells at her in front of the paparazzi. He gets in trouble. He gets kicked out of his apartment. He has to go live with all his family. She's uh, all overwhelmed. Uh, you see flashbacks to their relationship of how toxic they are. It's kind of a, a they're both very vapid people. Mm -hmm. And it's just an interesting idea of like the uh, Ariana Grande and all these albums you see of breakups, Taylor Swift and the paparazzi culture and stuff like that. I think it's interesting nowadays. Do you, um, do you think about that ever as, as you know, you're acting, you're directing, you're producing, you're writing, you know, uh, in this day and age, you don't even need a full movie as much as maybe a crucial scene to take off to be all of a sudden recognized at a, at a different level and at a different pace. Do you think about that and how you'll manage it and what you'll do with it? Um, when it happens? I'd much rather have, uh, it's greedy. I'd much rather have money than, um, I'm not like saying money like I wanna be a millionaire. I'm saying uh, money than fame. Anyone can put out YouTubes and get on Twitch and stuff. 
And mm-hmm. you can make good money doing that too. Probably more than making movies because it's also you don't have to invest as much. Yeah. Um, but I'm putting it out on Amazon. You got to pay for it. You got to pay for it on iTunes. You got to buy it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not going to be a detriment for how low this budget is um, because I think people will buy it uh, enough to make my next movie. Um, I'd rather it not be on the streaming platforms and get very little for that. Amazon Prime and Hulu and all that. So it's like mm-hmm. you you get it on Amazon, but you can you know it's for streaming, but you got to buy it like they sell and then yeah, iTunes like, and Google Play. So. It's two ninety nine, yeah. three ninety nine. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Listen, folks, real quick for those of you that one, imagine this. There, there's a there's a great movie theater right next to our house. It's pretty close actually. We live in this beautiful subdivision and then you cross a couple of streets and there's this movie theater called Alamo Draft House. And I love me some Alamo Draft House, man. Boy howdy. Amazing pizza, ice cold beer, popcorn, the best candy delivered right to your seat. Me and the daughter go sit down pre-COVID, did all that. Easily $75. Now imagine a world, party people, where you go to Amazon Prime and you look up body swap and you see it and there it is and it's 3.99 and you purchase it and then you order your favorite pizza delivered because there's no outdoor dining and indoor dining anymore and then you go to drizzly and you open up that app and you get not one bottle you get two bottles of red or a couple six pack of your favorite beer and boom that's delivered coming in at the same time look over at the the wife and you go, ooh, with a girlfriend or just, you know, maybe maybe just some friends invited over. You go, who brought the popcorn? Let's get that appetizer started. And then someone else goes, oh, and I brought Butterfingers for everybody. And now you've got your favorite candy. You've got your favorite people around you. Pop, pop, popcorn. Maybe the whole bill, maybe everything was $40. But you've also got your couch. You're in your jammy jams, you're snuggled up, and you are watching exactly what you can pause for the potty breaks. Yeah, yeah. And if anyone (laughs) says something and farts or burps or is funny, you get to rewind and watch what you thought you just missed. It's a no-brainer. And what's really, like, I got to time out all the, like, major releases at the same time. Exactly what you said. I, I have it for $10. You rent it you can watch it 48 hours or you buy it and watch it anytime for 20 and, and virtual cinema. And I get more of the profits from it because it's Vimeo. And like, okay. again, I'm not sitting on a golden throne. I'm, it's going to go back into a movie. If I don't break even, then I might like go rent, rent a place. Cause I haven't lived anywhere <laughs> for all my money's been going to all this movie. So I've been living with uh, living in Airbnbs or, or staying with the director, or staying with the mom during quarantine. So, nice. so it's a really big help. But yeah, like I have to time out all those releases in your life. It's like, it's going to be $4 on iTunes and Amazon, but you can watch the virtual cinema. I released it myself and the virtual cinema now going on is yeah, $10. $10, um, do it. Yeah, you can watch it. Um, and then if you like, that's too rich for my blood. You can go Amazon in a few weeks or whenever this comes out, this podcast. Yeah, I mean, this is, but it's, you know, folks, even 10 bucks, if it's going, if you know where it's going, this is the other thing that drives, I was talking to my friend Elizabeth about this. She's a, she's a independent, uh, independent actress uh, and uh, does great voiceover work. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, what did we talk, oh, we talked to her for her movie, uh, Virgin, Je- 
uh, Virgin Cheerleader Chainsaw Massacre. It's not that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we, uh, we, we, we talked over that, but I was like, hey, what's, you know, this one I don't understand. I can, um, Hollywood knows that they can put $100,000 into a movie and it could make $100 million, Blair Witch. And they could put $175 million into a movie and it makes 50. And they bet on that 175 million movie a lot more than they bet on the independent movie. And I wonder, I'm just like, folks, why? Listen, you already know Transformers 9 sucked. You just went because you wanted your eardrums to rumble and you just wanted to like feel the earth shake. And I get it. And I'm not mad at you, but you need to start supplementing your diet with independent. And whether it's from Amazon or, or going directly to, to, to you, the director, and you know where your stuff's at, wherever it is, that's where you go. That's what you do. Because one, you're going to find new things and different things. Some of the coolest films I've found have not been big budget films, right? I mean, one of my favorites was we got a, we, uh, a pre-release uh, of a film came out you know she, and I got I reached out to the director and I was like hey I'd really love to talk over this movie with you before it comes out you know kind of a sneak peek but we will we'll dive more into your life and what's going on and, um, and it was mother's little helper and it's dude it was like a family it was amazing it was so much fun to do to see something for the first time but she was independent she's an independent filmmaker mm-hmm. you know and it's just like I don't know that if I don't go exploring, you know, as much as we, we were talking about conspiracy theories, you know, 15, 20 minutes ago, <laughs> uh, you know, and the aliens, all that, as much as we dive into that, it's that little silly thing that should be itching in the back of your head going, oh yeah, kind of like if I just took five more minutes and did X, if I didn't hit snooze 20 times, I could get a couple more things done. As much as you dive after, is there a fucking alien? Who shot JFK? You know, Charlie Manson, the CIA. Uh, you know, nanobots and the vaccines all around the world. We're going to be zombies. As much as you dive into that dumb, crazy malarkey of shit that I love to dive into just so I can talk to people, and I think it's hilarious, go ahead and give 10% of that effort and look at independent filmmakers, what they're doing, how they're doing it, what's going on, search them on Instagram, go after it. That's what I do. That's how I get to talk to you, right? Because I, I love this stuff. I, I mean, I love ET. I love the big stuff. There's no replacing it. But the fact that everyone thinks it has it, it's the only lane in movies drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think people are giving stuff like that a, a, a chance. Um, obviously, it has its place because of like um, the actresses and actors and cast and crew got them make their diet and so um that's where their money is uh but it is uh i do think people like to support um documentaries and uh, all sorts of independence when they uh they find something they like and i i feel like body swap's got some good reviews some good uh awards at film festivals that people enjoy it You've done well. You've done well. Is there a is there a couple places? Let's say you know someone's new, and I came in. I want to. Is there a 
publication or a website that maybe Bobby, Body Swap got a good write-up in as well, that people can go to look at independent films and the awards they're getting and what's going on? Um, well, bodyswapmovie.com, I have like the laurels right before the trailer, but as far as like Letterbox uh, has reviews for movies mm -hmm. and um, it's on there and it's on Rotten Tomatoes, but there's only one review out. And it's kind of uh, schizophrenic and it's like uh, saying very nice things, but also says it's a, it's it's rotten, but it says nice things that I could pull quotes from and put on a DVD jacket if I wanted. But, um, uh, it's just like all over the place. Some things they like, some things they didn't. But uh, yeah, uh, I think if you looked on Letterboxd and looked at all the user reviews, and if yeah. definitely use those ratings and get it uh good good reviews for you people that helps me um but yeah that's a that's a place to look um and uh yeah hopefully that is the good news about being able to go to itunes and google and amazon is reviewers will start taking it more like an actual release um it's funny because by then it's it feels like it's it's been released like it's not a uh, theater release but I, I think also during these times people are more apt to like let it gain worth of mouth it doesn't have to smash and grab a, a hundred million dollars on the opening weekend sure uh, and for me i don't have to make a hundred million dollars at any point uh um, not that if it so, came you would turn it down jimmy stop yeah i would turn it down exactly <laughs> I, i'm like mr beast i would give it away you're like, you guys um, take it back. You I would give that. it away to a charity in my name that is tax right off. So you get the hundred million right back. You're like, and I'm rich again. This is fucking crazy. It's just, thank you for, I bought my own paintings for myself. There's some sort of rule about the tax. I should give uh, rules. It's like uh, no, we the way Amazon works. Right the the way Amazon works is they have like a Cayman Islands thing, and they sell their property to themselves and as a separate entity. And it's all the they're like, don't you worry about you paying taxes. And the other guy's like, don't you worry about you paying. Like we have both agreed, we're not doing it. Yeah, you and I always have is. It's like we need to tax these people more and these people it's like uh where are my taxes going the never ending wars and uh <laughs> i don't i want to like know where the taxes are going not they're going uh, to alien agreements on mars we discussed yeah. this at the oh, beginning yeah, yeah. that's how america listen even other countries know their defense people are coming out saying trump had to go to mars and sign this thing there's a rumor that there is already a space force out there the dark side of the moon mm -hmm. what is Definitely, yeah. so let's let's because this sparked a question in my brain about sitting around having a beer with you i'd ask you to go what's a the weirdest movie that's been pitched to you or b is there a level of weirdness or is there a movie thing that you're like no i'm not going there um pitched uh i generally don't like to hear them because then it's like uh, <laughs> I, i'm worried that they're gonna think i stole their ideas or something but sure uh but there's gotta be like a drunk guy yeah, apparently no idea i hear i i i get uh i turn down <laughs> i just incorporate it even if it's uh i mean if it's if it's from a a, a friend mm -hmm. um uh, yeah i uh um but uh pitch me something I got something for you. 
it's a it's gonna it's a mini it's a it's a web mini series, and it's called Will He Go? All right. Mm-hmm. So this comes from everyone. This is going to be a very interesting idea of understanding from the literary version to the visual version to the uh, to the real time um, technology version. When people my age, close to 50, couldn't get pictures, there was these little magazines called Penthouse Forum. And they were just hand, you know, they're, they're all typed up. So you read about it, it was very titillating, very good writing, right? So you for then you have the pictures and you got the, you know, there's the pizza boy or the guy who meets the gal at the airport, right? And it's like, ooh, are they gonna bang? Maybe they're gonna, go. I don't know, you know? If it's, if it's late enough on Showtime, they're gonna fuck. If it's early enough on USA Today, uh, you know what? It's CSI and someone's getting murdered. I mean, there's just no in between. So the concept is, will he go? You get a beautiful woman. She's got a couple of uh, wireless cameras on her. She's got glasses on, very beautiful. Sits down in a huff next to a guy. He has to have already had one drink in him. You can try to kind of space this out, right? She's like, oh, I can't believe this. The guy's like, oh, I'm tired. Licking his finger, trying to get his ring off. He's like, <laughs> you little lady, are you in trouble? And, you know, she goes on to say that her flight was canceled. But she has, oddly, this really weird hotel voucher for a hotel downtown, not next to the airport, and two dinner coupons. And she doesn't know anyone in City XYZ. It's just, it's fucking rude. I can't go see my friend. And now they're giving me two dinner tickets when I don't have any friends. Slams the drink. Guy goes, let me get you another, you know, let me get you a drink. This is horrible. She flirts hardcore. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Paging Mr. Smith, Mr. Mike Smith, gate seven. Mike Smith, gate seven. Your flight to Cleveland is about to take off. Please board the plane. Pause the video. Now you have to vote. Will he go? Does he think there's a high probability that he's going to get laid? A high enough one that he would miss this flight. As soon as you vote, back to the video. Keeps playing. Let's say this time the guy stays. As soon as they do the last call, as soon as it's all said and done, as soon as he's there, (laughs) he's stuck. She goes, one minute, let me use the restroom, and then let's get out of here. Okay. (laughs) She goes in the restroom, takes the wig off, the glasses off, some other things, puts them in the bag, walks out, looks like a different lady. She leaves. He never sees her again. You still have the camera guy (laughs) filming this guy. (laughs) And now you've got to think about the sweat. Now you've got to think about... He's like, you know what? Uh, hey, Jimmy, can you uh, can bring over just uh, one, one more? Just uh, one, one more beer. I'm sure she's uh, probably freshened up a little bit. We're going to go to her hotel room downtown. It's going to be uh, amazing. And there's going to be a great dinner. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> one more cocktail. <laughs> but she must really be freshening up. <laughs> I'm almost done with this beer now. <laughs> this is getting uncomfortable. <sighs> I'm going to have to make a phone. Fuck, can I get one more? I mean, one more. Just then I gotta I gotta figure something out. 
Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Tammy, I know that, yeah, no, I know I was supposed to uh, be in Austin. I'm supposed to be in the air right now. Yeah, uh, windstorm. I don't, listen, uh, fuck, listen, I just, I need a, I need a flight out, okay? I need to get the fuck out of this. Listen, I need to leave now. I need to get out now. No, 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 no. no I don't care where you fly me to. Fly me to a different, this is getting embarrassing now, okay? You need to get me out of here. And that's where it plays out. And that's the thing. You get to, you get sexual tension, you've got beautiful people, you've got guys fucking up. Marriages are ruined, I'm sure. Sorry. It's hilarious. It's what so it's the choose your own adventure thing? Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I do have a movie. It's um, not choose your own adventure, but it's two different cuts. It's filmed okay. at the same time and like there's 15 minutes difference between the two. And depending on the one you watch is like a totally different movie. Um, uh, so it is, um, it is kind of in that vein. I like that. Yeah. I like uh, that separation like that. How do you, in, in a world where it seems like, or what I've been told, and I could be wrong and I'm okay being wrong. There's, there's, you know, there's very few genres, right? There's the, the Western, there's the war, there's the I'm going to turn the video off just That's to... fine. Drama and, uh, and thriller. They've got the body swap logo up. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of what you have. And that's, and that's, and that's about it. Um, and then, uh, and then you've got creation around and inside and it's a horror, drama, history, war, thriller, and science fiction, all kind of wrapped into one. But um, how do you create movies knowing your influences without copying your influences? How do you balance that? Oh, um, so sometimes it's just a matter of, um, like there was a Dave Chappelle joke. I don't remember what it was, but I cut, it sounded very similar to the idea I had, so I cut it out. Um, I would say if you're not trying to copy, it's not going to be exactly. One of the jokes, I never read it in a Garfield comic, but one of the jokes my friend who directed Body Swap, Tim, uh, in high school that he liked, like when I, when he first met me, I, I said a joke to him about uh, how raisin, oatmeal raisin cookies are just like chocolate chip cookies. They look like you don't know until you eat them, whether they're something like that just a simple <laughs> joke and there's a garfield comic exactly like that that i read later uh and i used to read garfield glowing up so i don't know if it ever influences me or what um i think uh there's uh you just gotta be you know uh careful uh my quote in my high school yearbook was from scott adams the creator of dilbert and he said um Art is like uh, theft. You want to like paint the car before you drive it past the original owner. That's just common courtesy. So, yeah, dude, that is fuck. How, that should be that. That should be on all the t-shirts you sell, just on the inside, right? People take it off. They're like, that's eh, hilarious. Still, it's really true though. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I mean, dude, I find that I. I listen to podcasts all the time and I'm watching TV all the time. And I then uh, I listen back on podcasts. I'm like, Oh, I sound like I'm trying to be Gareth from the dollop in that one with my one liners or, you know, my little zings here and there. 
or, oh, wow, that's really esoteric. I didn't realize Dennis Miller had a podcast, Jason. Oh, you watched a couple of his movies. Fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, by the very nature of making a podcast or whatever you're making, writing a book is that uh, you're, you're, you're already copying yeah. people that the first person that made a podcast, you know. Uh, just by the very nature of your your copy and what they're doing. Do you um? You know, we got Drew Barrymore on the screen here. I'm cracking open another one, kids. This is a good one. Uh, copy and eating food. I mean, like yeah. drinking drinking things. Like who thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> who was already first drinking? They're like not real cocktails. I was like, this is why I can't do television. <laughs> My friends like that's not the only reason. You also can't act or read a script. I was like, well, fuck off. And still drink. They're like, once again, not on TV, not for real. But Drew Barrymore, I'm seeing her, you know, crazy life, ups and downs, uh, you know, absolute chaos of a child star. Yeah, being, you know, a, a part of, of the entertainment industry and, and, and seeing these young kids and everything that happens how do you approach or how would you approach if uh, you had a film with kids in it, um, you know, uh, to, to, to keep them safe for lack of a better term? Oh, because of uh, conspiracies? Like, well, this director made Poltergeist and they did not have... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Drew Barrymore just had kind of a crazy life. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Know, she just, she got a lot of special treatment on the set. And then because of that special treatment, it was just exuded into, you know, she's walking to the Viper room at nine. She's like, bitch, give me a beer. Cocktails. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, you just got, and she's hosting Saturday Night Live and getting nominated for Oscars, I think, or something. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I had a child actor on my movie. Um, it was just one day and not, uh, any different really um it's just like because there's so many girls uh women on set they, they like love having a kid on there <laughs> you know um so yeah it's uh it's uh for independent films it's not that big of a problem because you're there you can get their scenes shot and like like i had a he was there for one scene so he's there for three hours so okay so it wasn't that big a deal but um yeah, I don't know how it is for like all this money and all this fame and all the like crazy days you got to shoot for a main movie like E.T. It's a, it's a lot of work. And, yeah. and some of them, I was on another podcast we were reviewing First Kid and the kid guy playing the first kid, he hasn't acted in forever and he's into cryptocurrency and making all this money in crypto. So at least he's not on a binge or anything. Or but like is. they don't always <laughs> keep acting forever. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy, it's, it's a crazy thing. And it's a, it's an interesting world. You know, I think everyone's from, I mean, especially like my generation, that Gen X world, and then kind of moving forward, the idea of fame really exploded in a, in, in a different way. And you're seeing these kids in these movies that are, you know, my age, you know, we're just doing different things. It's just, it's surreal. And I think it becomes less surreal and more real. Uh, you know, as those lines merge and more people are allowed to be famous in different ways and, and, and the emergence of it. But it is um, still so interesting to me because I just, 
I can't imagine that spotlight. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that spotlight at my age, let alone that age. I mean, think about this, the, the, the crazy thing, right? The, 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 the ludicrous thing of The Rock. Watch his body swap on. We'll tag him in my Instagram posting. I promise you. But he watches the body swap. He's like, this is my new favorite movie. The Rock. 100 million people follow him on Instagram. The Rock. This is my new favorite movie. And all of a sudden, now, every spotlight's on you. What do you do? Yeah, I don't know. Uh... I'd live in seclusion with a mask on. How about that? How oh. dare you? The Rock <laughs> just called you out. What's your next movie? The TMZ is going to be, they're going to have plumbers coming through. They're going to climb out your shower. The thing I would want to do is, um, I would love to do Saturday Night Live. I think that'd be fun. Um, just to like host it. That would be cool if I ever got uh, a, a following. And, and going back to just, like, but do you just want to do that and then just disappear again? Um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I think the uh, only guy. That, it, um, well, this is going to tie into all this stuff. Sure, is the it. child actors and is that like we have a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, who's the the Joseph Gordon Lovett? Yeah, you know, a lot of child actors have segued into big movie stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot you even haven't thought of. Uh, that, that came from that um, and I, I do think like you're on a budget like an independent film budget you're going to find better actors at the, in their 20s that are non-union than they are going to be in the 30s and 50s and 40s and not that you can't find those good actors there sure. but if they haven't made it by then and they've been acting since they were 20 I would I would say they're maybe not the best, but you know I I've been acting off and on. I'm I'm in my thirties, you know, and um, sure. so I have room for improvement. Uh, but so hold on, so if you're not if it's not union, so my question is is let's say, you know, um, let's say we're <clears throat> pre-COVID. You've got this script. We're reading it. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. My buddy. I won't mention his name. He's a former professional football player who's married to a famous actress. She's still, yeah, she's still pretty famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And so anyways, we're drinking cocktails, having a good time. We're at, uh, let's see, it'll be in LA. So let's go someplace fun, but someplace nobody knows about. Let's go Joseph's Greek restaurant turns into a club on Monday nights, only for celebrities. Uh, we're there, we're having some cocktails, some food, a little bit, smoke, sesh, having a good time. Everyone's having fun. You leave, you accidentally leave your script with me. I, uh, I'm getting up to leave and my buddy's girl, the actress, the famous actress grabs it and she's like, I want to read this. I'm like, he would love your comments. And I get a call the next day and she goes, I have a comment. I want to be in the film. Now, how does that work as an independent film person if someone famous wants to be in your film? If you're, I mean, it definitely helps out a lot. But if you're non-union, do you obviously then just become union? Yeah, um, you can easily do that. Okay. Um, uh, I just, I stay non-union because it's just a lower budget level. Um, uh, that it, the money goes further. 
on a lower budget bubble. Um, okay. I'm not against unions. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally lean conservative, which in the entertainment industry may be a death knell, but uh, uh, on some things, but like I'm for unions in a lot of ways. Uh, I just, uh, an independent film, the budget doesn't add up, but sure. I think it's a great thing for bigger cinema and and making the um making sure everyone gets paid fairly um it's just it's just harder to give out residuals when like uh, like because when a movie fails like it ultimately does in all independent films even the successful ones that win awards don't really make their budget back do you like go to everyone and say hey give me give me uh you have 10 percent give me your <laughs> Give me, you have ten percent of failure. <laughs> you know you're gonna, you're gonna thumb on the uh, street uh, every other day for me. <laughs> for for, uh, you're gonna shake a ten cup. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think uh, yeah, you just go union for a bigger name. That's the only time it does make sense too, because they bring in more dollars to afford. Because you just have and and the. And the times we're in now, you have more regulations even on top of it. It's already harder. Um, so you're going to have to have more regulations, which is interesting because it's all different, big, right? different insurance and all that. But is it then? Well, it's also interesting where um, with the regulations of the uh, viruses and stuff, it's like add more people to clean up the stuff. And it's yeah. like, well, is more people going to spread more virus? I don't. Like, I don't think y'all know what the thing does or anything. I'm they're like, like, you know, I think you're people, just swinging it. The more. What if it's in the food, count. air, water, mosquitoes? Then you have then nothing. Jimmy, you do Jimmy I'm telling you, the more people only count if they're cleaning or sitting down. Because if they're doing one of those two things, the virus is confused. <laughs> yeah. Science. Yeah. Oh, the virus can't move diagonal. No, no, no. How dare you, sir? Do you, are you not? Come on, man. We're not even epidemiologists so here. If you stand in a line and you do stand like like chess pieces, the virus can't go diagonally. And that's the best yeah. situation. Best the, strategy. It's, it's, the only, it's the only way to fly. So, you know, when you're... Um, so, so Oh, in an airplane, yeah, it's for yeah. sure. If you yeah. just stand apart... While you're breathing in all the air, if you wear the Canadian Prime Minister says wear a mask while you have sex, fluid exchange. So, hmm? who, who says they killed Kubrick for saying <laughs> people have sex with masks on? They're just telling you right now. <laughs> Listen, David Carradine's like, this is how I die. Okay, folks. Sorry, I was the first oh, yeah. COVID case in a mask in my closet hiding, and I died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He he was ahead of the curve there. Way ahead of the curve. <laughs> I did give out the link to um, an actor on this movie, uh, but I don't I know if he'll if he'll. But if he just randomly asks to join, then you you have a, a re, you have you know why. Oh oh, oh for the uh, Zoom. Yeah. Oh perfect. Yeah. No no one's asked to come in yet. I'm just walking the dog out right now. He has uh, forty children. Oh. Uh, so Good he's. Lord. So no, he don't have any. He has he has he has so many that he gives them away. Like is what I say. Because like uh, his his wife's a surrogate, so he has five kids of his own, and his wife's been in like the surrogate twice. Wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! 
That's crazy. And he's an actor? Yeah. He plays Ted in the movie uh, Body Swap. Whoa. That is nuts. Mm-hmm. Wow. My God. I mean, mad respect for all the kids and then the wife doing all that work. And whoa. You do get paid to do it, but it's also like he, he it's, yeah. it's doing good for somebody. So it's like you get paid and you get boosted good for somebody. So. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, that's great. At the same time, I'm just like, holy shit. Oh, my God. That's nuts. This, that is absolutely crazy. Okay, as we're watching Elliot, totally hammered. Um, when was the first time, or have you, what was the first time you were drunk? I've never gotten drunk, drunk. I've gotten buzzed. Okay. And that might have been in my 30s when we were having some wine sometime because with my friends. But I don't even think, yeah, that might be the closest. That's barely qualifies. Uh, I've been around people that have done marijuana, but I've mm-hmm. never gotten really contact high from that. Um, yeah. You've been a responsible adult your whole life. Yeah, I went, go through life sober, and that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty terrifying. That's its own. That's its own horror show. Why is why is <laughs> why is life sober its own horror show? No, I'm just like because you uh, uh, you're smarter than everyone at that point. That's true. You're a little bit <laughs> like smarter. <you're>, than <laughs> you haven't killed your brain cells yet. Do you um when uh this is like um. And I'm not at, at the same point in the movie as you are because I probably s- didn't hear when to say start it. But I'm at the frog scene, and it, no, I feel like scene. this is a, a, a exactly. Good. Well, it works good. Okay, so yeah, um, it feels like a sketch. Like maybe just seeing that, I don't even remember it. But just looking at it casually, it feels like the filmmaker had an idea or the screenwriter of like. Oh, I had this childhood experience. I want to put this in this movie. Sure. Um, and you do that sometimes as a writer. It's just like these odd. Um, the, the nuances ideas. of and I you just uh, your your past. You know, I, I would say that. I mean, of all the, um, it's it's interesting because uh, the good actors that I know and the good film creators that I know say the same thing. Like they pull stuff from their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, oh, yeah, but this really happened to me. So then they can really build the narrative. If you think about that, you know, and the point was that Elliot was drunk, right? And then did this. You've got to wonder, like, what, what part of that was just, was life and what, what two stories mixed? You know, what, what really happened there? And when was the last time you were drunk? And then, you know, that's why I asked that question, because he was just, he was hammered. He was tipsy in there and doing his thing. Being a little crazy. Being a yeah. little crazy. Um, you got to fill up at least, I mean, even as a short movie, like an hour and a half movie, you got to fill it up with ideas. So sometimes well, no, you I just take little, yeah, yeah, take little things and throw them in there. You see it, I mean, like, I remember the first time I got drunk, it was a horrible experience, absolutely horrible. You know, it was, I mean, it was gin and pineapple juice. <laughs> oh, so disgusting. And just not okay, right? I mean, just not 
okay at all. So, but it was... and, and so the mom sees E.T. for the first time here, right? Oh, yeah. And then, so it's one of those things in the film where, like, you want, you want the thing to happen. So have one of the parents found out about E.T. Um, and it's, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> and he's just waddling back and forth. And, uh, yeah, it's fun to watch that stuff. Um, I don't no. know what I was going to say. There's something <laughs> else, too. I have a lot of ideas when I watch things like this, and I get them um, in my head. Well, this is, I mean, this is a very fascinating film because, you know, it's just, it covers so many different areas. And at the same time, you know, it um, it has a still simplicity of unre of just unveiling adventure right it's just like one little adventure after another mm. and you know and to your point about the mom seeing et right that's like it, the simplicity of the movie makes that the big reveal mm -hmm. like the big reveal isn't that there's an alien <laughs> yeah that mom finds out there's a fucking alien <laughs> yeah yeah like, it shows the power of mom right it shows the power of of, of the world and where we sat, and, you know, and, and, and how we envision, um, you know, the... Uh, well, you just want to give the audience charity. what they want. So yeah, that, that's something as a filmmaker I like to do. And also not give them what they want is also fun to do. Um, hey, this is where we were going. We were zigging, now we're zagging. Um, <laughs> and and who's, you're who's along for the ride. Who's more yeah. powerful in, you, in your life, influencing you, mom or dad? Um, both are an influence. Um, I guess mom, more time spent with her. Uh, but I mean, I know my dad forever. Uh, we lived in the same house till I was 18. We just, they just got a divorce when I was 18 years old. So okay. that, that influences you a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, but yeah, uh, they're both influences. I had both sides of my family are artists. And both are conservative. That's a very rare mix. Um, uh, but they're all artists down to the cousins and the grandparents, everything in between. They do jewelry and sewing, like, and uh, design, graphic design, all sorts of arts, music. Um, my youngest brother always felt like was the least into the arts, but he's taken up guitar recently. Uh, and I mean, he does work for a t-shirt company that does, but he doesn't do the design sport, but he works for a t-shirt company and stuff like that. Um, so you are, and he does woodworking. So, yeah. So you've got the, you've got a, a very, um, a very diverse background in a, in a specific category, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, film and you know, I mean, art is a very broad term, right? It, it, it covers a, a, so much. And, um, you know, what, how much of that when you're setting up, when you're like, when you, you know, you do body swap, what, what, looking at mom and dad and their art from, from, from music to, to painting to whatever it may be, how does it influence or, or how did you see it influencing you in, in the way you set up or, or do things when you're making a film?
I say the biggest influence they have is my dad is very against authority and um, like always criticized the commercials, very sarcastic uh, sense of humor. I had a friend sitting next to him in a movie and he was like, oh, now I get your sense of humor and why you have it because your dad's like, like you'll watch a movie <laughs> like the 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 uh, movie where James Franco's arm got stuck and then he gets his arm free. He's oh, like, yeah. well, another... And then my dad's just like another rock's gonna fall on him, and and uh, and he actually like he said it's so deadpan. It's he actually believed him. I'm like, no. <laughs> I would I would tell you what if your dad hasn't seen it, you should watch Sexy Beast. Hmm. I Have haven't seen, seen it. But it ben, ben Kingsley. I've seen Blue Velvet. Let's act like that's it. Because it's oh, probably very what? similar. It's very similar, but it's a uh, it's about some British gangsters who are bank robbers. They retire in Spain, and uh, Ben Kingsley was their former boss. And he comes down to recruit them for one last job. And Kingsley, as they call him, is a certifiable cunt, and he's a horrific human being. He walks in and he's like, "Where's the pizza?" You know, and he goes over, goes in the restroom. And he pisses everywhere but in the toilet. He's just, he's just like, oh, man, fuck, I hate these fucking people. And he's trying to get him to come back. And it is an insane film. But to your point of just like, oh, he cut his arm off. Fuck, a boulder's going to come down. It is that type of drama humor that rivets through the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, have that, I have that kind of sense of humor, so I'm laughing through it. And I have friends going, I don't think this is a comedy, bro. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a movie. Uh, what's the one with the uh, River's Edge? Is, uh, is that the one that's got uh, Crispin Glover and uh, I think I don't, maybe um, Keanu Reeves or something? Ooh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a very uh, that's maybe very similar in a lot of ways. Let's see that. Let's see that. I don't know. Have you seen it? Not give not it a watch a sometime. Give it a watch. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a while. I mean, I've my poor wife. Uh, you know, we just I've watched so many movies. So we'll sit down and be like, it's date night for us. And we have a seven year old, and so it's after seven thirty date night. So we're not leaving. We're just like open the bottle of wine, grab the. Well, Body Shop is the perfect uh, date night movie for you to watch. Mm. Uh, you, it's a what? Don't you worry about it. I'm gonna watch your Body Swap. How dare you? I'm oh no! But yeah, day. I'm saying it's a good. Uh, it's a good romantic comedy. That perfect. Um, we will do it. But we just we just snuggle in, and that's that's our thing, right? It's like this, you know, we just get it going, and it is. Uh, it's that. Uh, it's those little experiences, man. I do feel bad for the movie theaters that, like, as a filmmaker, it hasn't really hurt me. Um, it's probably helped because it's created a uh, artificial scarcity. It's like uh, De Beers putting all their diamonds in a, a vault and, and making the uh, <laughs> there's a there's a scarcity of movies that is uh, up the value of any filmmaker with a movie out right now. But I do feel bad for the movie theaters themselves and how um, you know have a tough time recovering. I I'll tell you what, I will politely, slightly disagree with you in saying this. Outside of 
in the random recluses that was started and some would argue Alamo Draft House. There's a couple others in the East Coast and Northwest. Uh, I forget the guys in the Northwest. They'll argue that in Portland that they did it first. Alamo Draft House, they did it, you know, uh, custom-made food delivered to your, your, your seat along with adult beverages and all that jazz, right? Yes. Um, but outside of that and surround sound, the movie theater industry had not evolved at all. And in fact, it's grossly disappointing uh, when you think about the lack of evolution in the music industry and you wanna be like, oh, do you wanna see their grandfather who's on live support? It's the movie industry, it's over here and look where they're showing movies. No, they bring you a pizza now, but look where they're showing movies. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it is, it's an archaic 1950s model <laughs> that they've that they've strung us along for until two until twenty twenty, and I would argue that I'm 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 always sad when people lose their jobs, but that industry needs a revamp, and that revamp is going to create more jobs. Trust me, and it's going to be more experiential, and there's going to be other things going on. The the movie the 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 five K experiences in Singapore. Uh, and, and so some other select Asia-Pac countries where you're like, oh, I'm going to go watch Avalanche. Uh, did you bring your jacket? Do you have your mittens? Did you bring your, your earmuffs? Because it's going to be 20 below sometimes in there. We're going to freeze you out, champ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be experiential. Well, then that gets me back to the movie theater, right? But until then, if I can watch your movie and know that I'm paying you to watch your movie, not 9 million people and anything else, I'm paying you to watch your movie and I get to plop my feet up on my couch and I get to have my wife snuggle me and I get to hit play and I get to open up a beautiful bottle of red and I get some nice chocolate. <laughs> Come on, stop. And, and guess what? The movie theater saw this coming for 20 years. For 20 years, they saw it coming. You know what they did? Nothing. They dragged their feet. They really did. The movie theaters, Vimeo, Paramount Pictures, or AMC Theaters, right? YouTube, AMC Theaters. Where are you? Why don't you just buy it? Did the mom ever discover the ET or was he just walking around? Like, Oh, they got the parents do find out about them. At some well, the point. parents find out about them, but mom found out in the with the wig and kind of the shitty way. Mom was a little confused, oh. and mom, oh, yeah. you know, hit that mommy juice a little hard. But ET going out, it's like, oh, this is our little friend. This is our little friend cruising around, ghost now. Oh, okay. And then there's you know Yoda, which is a great. I mean, that's a great reference right there. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. And it's kind of funny how like this and Star Wars is like still independent film in a way like this <laughs> out of this is where the blockbusters were i where mean goldfinger you? that was the 1960s and I, I consider that the first blockbuster in a way before even jaws but this is like the you know the beginning of the the uh the uh going the uh film the blockbuster era this is the beginning of the real uh summertime movie eras yeah Kind of started with Superman. 
1978, 79. I remember. Uh, Jaws. Parents, I think Jaws was 78. Superman was 79. And it was, I remember my parents were divorced and I, I flew out to uh, Portland, Oregon to see my dad. And we went to a movie. I'm in Portland, Oregon, big city, little town, little, little town in Montana, little town. I go to fucking Portland. We come around the corner and there's a theater. I mean, it's huge, huge. And there's a line of people. Boom, man, park the car, stand in line for an hour and a half so I can watch Superman. It was, that's when movie theaters counted. Right? That was never gonna that shit was never gonna get in my house. If I didn't stand yeah. in line for an hour and a half, I was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think I think it is a part of yeah, as as filmmakers we have to make it um and, and why should we if we're not getting a good cut? Yeah, well, uh, if you're not getting a good cut, then, then guess what? I'll stay home because the difference is is that I can get it at home now. So then movie theater why are you tripping and, and yeah. why are and why aren't you doing something different if you want me to pick up my ass off my chair because i'm old mm -hmm. i can watch your movie body swap i can watch your movie in the comfort of my home with my tv with my pause button with my 50 year old bladder you know yeah. why so, so, so movie theater, what are you doing? Like, once again, it's not a knock on the industry except for to say that you just don't evolve. You don't move forward. You help that I'm nostalgic. And it's hard for me to be nostalgic right now when I'm treated better at my house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the film, and the film and the festivals, you apparently get half of your money from the film movie theater and you get less as it plays on which in an independent film you, you build word of mouth so it's not the yes yeah, that and but with film festivals you get some food you get maybe awards you maybe get i mean you get treated well but you don't even get any money and i mean granted they probably aren't making any i mean it's a film festival it's got to be got to be expensive to put on but like uh the film festival industry is also its other industry and i think that's it's unnecessary, I think. But Could, Disney also, does do a good also... job, like Nintendo, of like not devaluing their product. They um, they don't drop the price to this and that, and That's true. make it. You know, it's it's as filmmakers. I mean, this is the new sort of pricing: is that you're gonna it's gonna be ten dollars for a little bit, and then you buy it for four, and then it's gonna stay four dollars until you know. I, whenever I do HBO or those other things. And I, I think there'll be a longer gap between HBO and streaming uh, before they sell it because now we don't have the theaters for a while. It is interesting they're doing HBO Max at the same time, but um, they have that luxury. They have that luxury because Warner Brothers owns HBO and they can put their own movies on there. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and once again, Warner Brothers, I mean, you know, uh, you guys saw this coming. You bought HBO. Good for you, HBO Max. Good for you. You know, I'm just surprised that once again, 
you know, uh, there's not, uh, so who, you know, Turner, you didn't die of Vimeo. I mean, this is just, it's not a new thing. I also applaud independent filmmakers like yourself for coming out and doing what you're doing because you're leveraging tech better than the big boys. And it's hilarious. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I, I wish, I wish it paid better for you, honestly, but at the same time, damn it, man. I mean, you're, well, I haven't you're, even began to hack in the system I and mean, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like I am going to have a uh, specialized releases. I can release in Japan, Amazon and Germany, Amazon myself. Um, I could resend like a lot of territories if I wanted to spend money on Microsoft and Google and iTunes. But the good news is on Amazon, I can release without paying. It's just through their video service. Mm -hmm. They then take half, but it's not, they're the biggest provider, sure. biggest platform. So it's not the biggest of deal. Um, and if you do well on those, territories us uk germany and japan you can ask for some more it's like you can go back for seconds you can ask to do canada and france and uh i don't know why those are the ones you have to ask for but you have to <laughs> and all and all the south american countries but do you yeah, think you know. real quick you know in speaking about uh amazon um and apparently with france you have to dub the movie really? they dub all the german movie i looked at the german uh trailers to comedies and they they do double them and it seemed like jason bateman has a pretty good sound like uh, <laughs> highly doubt they're doing the dubbing because they wouldn't be able to do it right like they wouldn't be able to have the right deliveries mm -hmm. but all the comedies seem to be dubbed in german so i'm just subtitling uh you... and we'll see what that that does for them do you think real quick in uh, talking about Amazon and you know, loading up the movies in the different areas, uh, I was listening to some comics talk about uh, their difference dealings uh, between their Amazon specials and their Netflix specials. And they said, one thing is Amazon just gave them all the numbers. They're like, oh, you know, you're really strong in Montana. Uh, you know, as soon as you uh, said the Florida joke, the numbers dipped, you know, 30% and, New York's went up 55%, you know, they had all these stats and mm -hmm. they got paid. And Netflix is just like, they're like, how did I do? Netflix is like, no word. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're like, they just get money and, though. And then they get their check. Like, you get your, and Netflix is like, you get your check, check, <laughs> get check. I got the check. Did the check clear? The check clear. <laughs> well, there's your response. There you go. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> and, then the, and then, you know, Netflix calls like, hey, by the way, we'd like uh, one more special. It's like, so it did good enough to get one more. Like, what's that? What's that number that's good enough? And they're like, you'll get a check. <laughs> you know, then it starts the cycle again. And, uh, you know, I wonder as a person who creates well, that's movies. That's a great thing for comedians. And yeah. I mean, comedians are better. People are used to watching stand-ups from Comedy Central on HBO, and mm -hmm. that sort of got them. You don't get that with concerts. I don't think they could sell concerts the same way. Maybe they could, but no, I, I'm never tough. like I'm never going on YouTube to look at like performances other than Live Aid uh, Queen. <laughs> Do I've ever really looked up live action? Even like the Hotsy Totsy 
Dialipa or Ariana Grande doing their thing. It's just not. Um, it's just not uh, appetizing. I guess. I mean, I've seen a few live action things, but they're kind of fun. If they're, it's like a, a award show. Okay, so question, but, but, question for I, you. But then. I'm Hold saying, on, Jimmy. But, Hold on, oh, Jimmy. Jimmy real quick. Uh, question for you. Question for you on this. Real quick. Question for you on this because this is very yes. fascinating to me. Ariana Grande, Janet Jackson, Huey Lewis in the News, Beastie Boys, Rolling Stones, do a concert, and you can pop it up on your video screen and watch it and pay for it. And I agree with you with what you're saying that it just it doesn't capture. And it doesn't capture me like I don't go look those things up really. I don't go search for them. Um, Whereas the stand-up specials, I do think are well. There's definitely just way more of them. There's way the more of them, but is it the interesting thing is is that that doesn't capture, but a movie does. Like when you click on to go see a movie, even if you've seen it before, you're like, "But I'm watching this movie. I'm watching this movie." Mm-hmm. the commitment to it. Why do you see and why is there a difference in commitment to film versus music when it comes to um, it, th- there being a screen present? Because in real time, right? Let's go real time. Am I picking a play or am I picking, you know, a live concert, Ariana Grande? Sorry, I'm not going to a fucking play. Yeah. It's Tuesday. I don't do plays on Tuesday or the other days where there's a better concert. So, you know, yeah. so what, how did, what did movies do? How, I guess you, it's just you like you see people like up close, you see them different angles, just cool things you never see that are even hard to do in a play setting. Like you can't have ET walking around. I guess sure. you could, but it'd be, it's yeah, it'd be uh, hokey as shit. It would be horrible, but 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 Jimmy, you've got. But it, what, 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 it's what, kind what, of funny that like the stand-ups, you could make maybe some good money now, like with all the Netflix specials and Comedy Central specials. Maybe. Oh no, they're I don't killing know. it! No, they're killing but, it. But but they that. do. I I do look at the credits. It's kind of funny, and I don't know how we did the body swap. Is like our credits are way shorter than any, especially from a big stand-up, <laughs> but probably even the like uh, smaller stand-ups. Like uh, I did comedy on the. Pu- over the pub podcast and they have kyle canet canon who's is in he's a big one know. he's a big stand-up kyle canon mm. i've seen him before oh well. well uh he does those specials and uh they seem to be uh he was a guest on there and it, uh yeah his special probably has way more people working on it than my movie uh but uh yeah it's i don't know why it's so hard to make in music videos the credits are forever that makes a little bit but it's just it's so weird that i I won't sit and watch a live concert for a two-hour concert if you tell me there's a two-hour concert jason watch it on your on your laptop i'd be like no thanks i'm good even on a flight i'd be like i'll listen to music i'll listen to a book on tape i'll fill out my expense report Right? Like I'll do all those things before I'll watch a live concert. I'm not fucking doing it. But you're like, hey, Jason, will you watch a movie for two hours? I'm like, yes, I'll watch a movie for two hours. 100%. Like, I'm so excited to watch this movie for two hours. Let's do it. Yeah. What makes you special? Why? Why, why, why do you get to have my attention for two hours every time? 
and live music, I'm like, sorry, piss off. I don't have time for you. What makes you special? Very um, sickly. He needs a spray tan. But why? (laughs) But why are you so special? Um, I would say it's it's you know you see the beautiful people like you say you get to see them the emotions on their face and vulnerable like you get to relate to them on a human level you get a story you get like different camera angles that you just can't get live action like it just tells a story very quickly and it just sort of takes you out of your like you can um you can totally believe this is happening especially the more practical the effects um and i mean that's kind of the scary thing about the news is like what are they covering to make you freak out about what are they not covering um and and if you can watch a a movie with fighting robots what what are they are they just wholly making things up or even like the news personalities you see real (laughs) i mean it, it wouldn't be hard and it wouldn't even be hard to make news, especially like news articles and magazines or online. I'm just, it's just a name. At most a picture by a name that had I know someone in India, they paid to write all the articles <laughs> for the New York Times. We're just AI. I mean, it yeah, doesn't have to be, yeah. someone, I mean, it should be AI at, the, at this point, right? It's just, I mean, yeah. all you have to do is how many articles does this person read? Okay, well, they're stuck on articles that and i think maybe something like at least a a barrier to where i know it's real you know i've I've met daniel craig i mean i didn't talk to him but i was on a set he was on and so i've seen him i've seen uh you know uh, and then you saw him he didn't have any fingers and that's why i'm asking how did he type those novels no fingers i don't know bullshit terrifying science so uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you then, mean? yeah so you know? so you know these people are at least somewhat real in the movies you know if you i mean i think all the people are i you know i would even say that i firmly believe there's aliens i firmly believe they've been on planet earth people are like oh, i can't believe some alien would fly a million miles you know whatever and land on planet earth and then wreck here and i was like really i can't believe my dad couldn't drive from my house to his office and then back to our house without hitting 17 bars but he figured out a fucking way to do it and then wreck the car every time it's amazing i don't think aliens are perfect they've just figured out how to fly farther than we have and mm-hmm. they've been here they've wrecked i do believe that i pray to God. I pray to baby Jesus so hard that we don't have any of them because we're not the nicest zookeepers. Even our zoos suck. Like I would not want to be an alien caught by our people. (laughs) Can we agree on that? Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy's like, I don't, I mean, do you want to be in any sort of human zoo? I don't think there's a human zoo where you're like, that's the winner. That's the one where I was I, like, mm. I do wonder, well, now they got them all. They're, they're going to. Government has ET now, and we'll see what they're up oh. to. Uh, oh, this is definitely like Thor took things from this with their whole uh, 
plastic tunnels and that was them wanting to be ET. That's true. And look at I like I like the doctors. They're in full scrubs. I think they're just there's just they're just scrubs. They're in full scrubs. And it's just like, yeah, well, they're being, I'm very serious. They're being careful about giving him them COVID. They don't want to I mean, give ET COVID and I respect will, that. I'll say this. If this movie was if you put this movie in today with those scrubs, there would be some social justice where you're being like, you know how his eyes were exposed? And the way he was patronizing her with his mansplaining? <laughs> I'll have you know, his eyelashes, probably not trimmed, motherfucker, sprayed COVID right into her open lungs because he did not require her to wear a mask. This is a movie about genocide of human well, beings. Well, the good news <laughs> is he has, he's looking totally um, covered. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, this these people's eyes are no, they're all fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's dying now. We got now we got the domes. Now we're well, except for the people with glasses, but it comes from the side of the glasses. (laughs) The peripheral vision is totally COVID now. Um, (laughs) Where he's got to wear the mask up totally past his eyes. You're gonna have to, son. It's kind of funny because probably the only time I ever wore a mask prior to this was. I don't wear. I don't go out much. So, um, was when I was scraping the ceiling of my kitchen. I can't think of too many times in my life I've worn a a mask outside of Halloween, and yet here we are watching a movie, and they got the uh, the uh, protocols going on. They got the the protocols. uh, Germ protocols. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know why they need so much for this one alien, like. It's not a whole squad of aliens they need, um, but they got tunnels running everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's a little aggressive, right? It's. I mean, you know, it's. And and don't isn't an actual director an actor in this movie? Um, I don't know. That is, so, listen, I don't. I do zero research on any Spielberg. of these. Movies. Yeah, Spielberg sometimes puts a director in there. Well, with ET, I'm sure the trivia on IMDb is 40 pages long. So. Oh, and it's and, and at, the, at the end of the day, it's just I mean, we'll all get emails. I'll get some emails. But quick, speaking of yeah. influences, you can definitely see like with the Halloween scene and all this is very Stranger Things had an influence. This had an influence on that. Um, oh, I don't think yeah. you make Stranger Things without this movie. Yeah. Right, but I mean, this yeah. and Alien. But when you think of like influences, what I was going to say is like Stephen King influenced Stranger Things, Stand By Me, and just even the font is very mm-hmm. like his book style um, and just all that. And then when they made the new It, which is based off Stephen King, yep. you know, Stranger Things feels like it takes from It a lot. When they make the new It, they go to Stranger Things and then take the style, the the style is a little bit like it, the... Uh, the actors they use even yeah. actors from Stranger Things, and so it's like one begets another. It's like Street Fighter; they made a movie off the video game, and then they made a video game off a movie. It's called Street Fighter the movie, and it's an arcade game. <laughs> um, Are we living in a simulation? Is that what you're trying to tell? Yeah, and like Clerks, the cartoon. They yeah. were going to make a cartoon movie. They made the cartoon TV show off Clark's the movie, and then they were going to make a movie off the Clark's cartoon. 
See, this is why people think we live in a simulation. Yeah, and, and I can I totally see them. why they think that. <laughs> you know, and, and it's it's funny how I'm like I gotta alert everyone that what you see is not real, and then and then like there are tons of movies that do that. I watched two movies two days in a row that were like that concept: Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is like that, and then The Hunt, which is another new movie. Oh, new dude, movie. what did you think of that? That was really it was, dark. It was out there. It was uh, uh, it was it was interesting. I liked it. Um, it's one of those. I was from a filmmaker's perspective. I saw that like, oh, they get a they get a this actor in there for a few seconds, kind of like Love Actually. They get an actor in there for a few seconds, and another mm-hmm. one, and another one, and then just sort of smash it together, burn through them. But if you will. but you know, Hillary Swank, they probably had to have for quite a bit because she's in this big epic fight scene. Um, Dude, so it was a crazy film, though. I mean, it was really crazy very satirical uh some of the satire i i've steered away from satire I, mm-hmm. I i i do do that a lot but um i feel like it can get on the nose a lot of times sure and so it's like you gotta like reel it back because people aren't i don't know i don't know how dumb people are it's always hard to tell like how how mm-hmm. how on the nose you gotta just be. read warning labels and you'll figure out people are super <laughs> dumb <laughs> That's a lot of these listeners. So, yeah. I mean, I, I probably needed the warning labels myself sometimes, you know. No, it's but just... I mean, there's, listen, there's warning labels and there's like, don't drink Clorox. Mm-hmm. Someone's like, are you sure? And I was just like, well, I've been sure for quite a while, you know, or, or people that are just, I mean, it's the, the, the obviously, you know, you got Florida man, right? Which is just moron. Right, moron for moron, and then he just—it's just Florida man. Florida man just doesn't live in Florida, sadly. He lives in all fifty states. I know some of these people. It's terrifying. At the same time, it's also straight joy. And what I mean by that is, is that you never—I never obviously would want someone to be, you know, a moron and not smart for the rest of their lives. However. I think what we consider morons or not smart or whatever it may be, right? They do some shit that no one else can do. They really just do. And uh, you gotta find out who they are and what they do that's special and you figure out how not to judge them. You have a really good fucking time. There's my soapbox curveball. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah. El Chagone. So, Jimmy, real quick, growing up, what do you like? Who are you? Oh, I'm, uh, I spent a fair amount of time outdoors compared to kids nowadays. Probably not that much time outdoors for kids back then. <laughs> but I would do, <laughs> I would do films with my Beanie Babies and stuff like that. And, um, so you've always made films. What, what's that like for your parents? Um, they've always been supportive of it. I mean, the biggest gap was my twenties. I didn't do much in filmmaking or cartooning or anything. Um, can you tell us why? Uh, just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I was just not feeling it, I guess at the time of creative, um, 
but eventually I got back into it. And so, so hold, so hold on real quick. So that, that drought, that creative drought, right? And, mm-hmm. You know, uh, there have been a couple times during this podcast and we're still on average, you know, to podcast a week for three years now, coming up on three years. But there have been a couple times where there's been um, a week I've missed. And it's that create a little bit of a creative drought, right? And then, and the creative drought might last a couple of days for me, or it might be longer. And I'm gonna, I, I force it on because I just, I, I, there's, there's an innate craziness that says I have to do it. But <laughs> then with that comes an insecurity of, oh, well, then you didn't keep your rhythm, so you haven't done it. And it's like running. Oh, I used to run, you know, 10 miles a day. It's like, well, what do you run now? I haven't run in a while. Oh, you should go run 10 miles a day again. You're like, no, 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 I got to build up to 10 miles again. And building up to 10 miles sucks. Well, it might start with one. Well, one sucks. This is horrible. I got to, you know, I got to scrap this and figure out something different. And I, and I bring all that up and say all that because I wonder, you know, um, when you're creating and doing this, right? This whole thing that you're creating this this mind warp that you're bringing us into everything everything you're doing i i wonder do you think about all of that other stuff i just said knowing that everyone who's going to click on your movie has some sort of bullshit like that playing in their head and you're going to be able to disconnect them do you ever think about that that craziness, that egomania that I just expressed? Um, I went a few years without really doing much creative things, and um, I'm definitely itching to do it more now. I feel mm-hmm. like it's, um, well, it's a, it's a teeter-totter of putting something out there that's worth people's time with, I don't know, uh, but uh, what I want from life and just general of love life and all that stuff. So, um, you know, uh, this is only a balance to it that uh, I'm still working on. Uh, you know, where to invest my money? Do I invest in creative projects? The creative projects pay off, which I think they will because I have the bigger release coming up. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it's worth it if. Uh, then you know maybe I'll just go to cartooning and and I don't need a budget for that Uh, but I do like making the movies because you know you you give people like a share in the uh, you give them a little bit of money to and you give them a little bit of like something to put on their reel Um, and so I like the live action stuff um, in that sense but it's more expensive so uh, it's just a balance there. Do you big budgets, small budgets, every budget in between, right? Um, fast forwarding 2021, you've got a, your ideal movie. What's your ideal budget? Well, um, it's really about what return you get from it because do you, um, I feel like being fair to the people that put money in. If I'm 
including myself, if I'm putting in a bunch of money and a bunch of time and effort, I'm going to take home most of it. And if I can take home all of it and then just pay people fairly for the work they do, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'll do. But if the movies, you know, independent films, they say a lot of them don't make money, uh, then I maybe might work out deals with people and say, hey, it's unlikely to make money because this last one I know didn't, but it'll get seen by people. So let's maybe hunker down and we'll pay for food and, or we'll split the food bill or something, you know, if we want to make a project, like I can get the project out there and get it seen. I can get it, you know, people liking it, you know, it's, it's what, that's why I'm in this time of releasing it and making sure it has the best release. And it's kind of like, you know, you're itching to do a new project, but you want to like make sure this gets the best release so you can know what to expect from the next one. Do you want to go to people and say, hey, uh, this is what my last one did. It did no money, but people saw it or, you know, it, it did make money. Here's some money to make it with me, you know. It's, a, it's an interesting thing because how do I put this? But the flops you see in Hollywood, and I don't want to say they're not um, artistic, right? I would just say fiscally they're flops. Mm-hmm. The flops you see in Hollywood and the successes you see in the minor flops where let's say it's a $600,000 budget and uh, only, um, it only raises $595,000, right? So it's $5,000 short. I'm like, man, almost, everyone almost broke even. Damn it, this is crazy. I wonder once again when Hollywood's gonna get it when when uh Netflix and Amazon and Vimeo are gonna have the independent movie channels. Mm-hmm. Right? Where 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 they understand, hey, I'm I, I have so much money that my stock actually goes down if I don't start spending it. I have so much cash in reserves. So I'm making these crazy movies with, you know, all these crazy actors and just doing all this crazy shit because I can, because I just have to. So why wouldn't they create an independent movie channel? Hear me out on this. I want your thoughts on this. Independent movie channel. You get to upload up to uh, two hours for free. And it's free for six months. However, the kicker is, is because there's more people visiting, right? They pit like, um, like, Amba, like uh, Apple will pay a musician or Spotify will pay a musician for the streams, right? They're like, oh, we played your song a hundred times. Here's 28 cents, mm-hmm. right? But that's an area that paying better, obviously, right? Because the eyeballs and the payment ship uh, and, and the bank account of the Amazon, Netflix. I'm going to keep buying, especially Amazon, right? I'm going to keep buying. I'm going to go on here and I want to see, ooh, you know what? Let me tell you something. Buy I want to let you know that lady's shirt is dynamite. I want to buy that for my wife. I wonder if they have that. And I got to put my cursor over it and Amazon, like, we got it. It's right here. It's in a medium. I'll get it to your house tomorrow. Mm. Fuck, sweet, let me keep watching the movie, right? That whole thing, imagine that on an independent channel, you just upload it and you still get paid for it without having to pay for the bandwidth, understanding 
that after 45 days, if you don't hit a minimum, you are then removed unless you want to pay to be on for whatever. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that idea? I'm trying to solve uh, problems. I don't know. I'm, I, I have to admit that I sort of zoned out. As my, as my, but like YouTube, YouTube kind of does all the same things, and there's a fan door for independent films. I mean, and Vimeo demands. I mean, for independence, but uh, I would like to see some of these people, and I think they have done it, is give out grants to just. Um, I don't mind liberal thinking on some things of like, yeah, give out grants to different groups. Mm -hmm. to make their own art projects i mean entertainment projects and then they can make money uh off of it or at least just have like a grant and then netflix owns it but you know you paid them fairly sure. to make a project and just like up-and-coming artists from youtube that might be different ethnicities or disabilities or backgrounds or whatever that'd be that'd be cool i think that'd be neat um and then you wouldn't have to worry about you know, putting people that are historically inaccurate and in things that is like, is a uh, film historian and stuff I, I, I don't agree with. I think it makes kids think that history is just uh, totally fictional. Um, so I, I, I do think you need like to give, I think it's a delicate balance. You just need to give people a platform to speak their um sort of create their art sure and, and i mean they do that in foreign countries better they they it's a like a filmmaking is you know grant based they give out grants to make films um because they like to support that side of their uh, culture to the world it's interesting and i'd like your take on this uh from music to film you know, you really considered a success if you went over the U.S. audience. However, I've never seen the metric and or, or the ideal that goes, oh, how uh, Asia Pack, right? Way more people than the U.S. Way more people than the U.S. Yes. You win this area, you're a success. Mm -hmm. Right? They film movies over there hoping to be a success in the US. I don't understand why we matter so much. Why? I think, uh, I think um, there's a lot of territories that, um, well, US is the third most populous country. It's far behind India and China, but it's got a hundred million, which is no slouch on Brazil, which is the fourth. Okay. And Brazil has no money, and India has no money, and China has no money. So, if you're, I mean, are you going to sell to the 300, there's not probably 350 million people in India with the type of money. No, but you can, Probably you GDP. Can I wonder what the GDP is. What is the GDP of India? I wouldn't even, well, GDP, well, India is a, is a unique situation. So, economically, India has uh, the fastest growing middle class in in that area of asia it also has the fastest exodus of wealth um that said well, china's not far behind china's yes. not far behind the u.s but you also i mean for population i mean you've got you've got korea 
Well, and now I see why Japan and Germany, Amazon is the only, it goes United States, China, then Japan and Germany. They got some money. Because <laughs> then yeah. after that is India, and that's like the, yeah. and then UK. So there you and go. And then the UK, and then China's down there, and then you've got, but as soon as you hit India, it's, you know, and we know this, it's, it's, it's a thing, and it's rough, it's theft of, of goods, uh, you know, piracy, lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. It just is, you know, it sucks. But, you know, yeah. uh, that's why I don't understand why there's not, someone wouldn't invest in better security, but still market to that area. Because it, it's just so much more, po- the sharing population uh, and, and what gets hot and when it gets hot and how it gets hot and how it stays hot is such a unique thing that uh, that's not indicative here of the U.S. Right, so it, it's 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 such a unique animal. You know, I, I wonder, and I don't know if there's an avenue for um, PR, publicity, whatever it may be, on WhatsApp and the other popular items over there that make sharing of movies and things okay. I don't know who that person is or what that idea is, but. I'll tell you, man, when stuff takes off over there, it's a different animal. It's a completely different animal. And it's surreal. I do wonder, I mean, for my Japanese subtitles, I uh, take more liberties than like I do for even like a German or Spanish, at least. So like, like I change like what they're saying to like more Japanese nursery rhymes or Japanese you know, things that are popular in that culture. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm doing my own subtitles, so I can do that. And uh, it's fun to do that. It makes it a little bit fun. Just yeah. like, so they mentioned like Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly as dancers, you know, talking about a dancer, I just say, I just pick a popular Japanese dancer and they have them say that, you know, in the subtitles. <laughs> if they just so happen to not understand English, you know. No, yeah. but that's pretty cool, though, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of sweet. Brings a little nostalgia into the game. I like that. What's your ET? You know, he's he's giving Elliot flight. Yeah. yeah. What's your uh, what's your superpower? We're what pretty lined up almost. Um, uh, what's your uh, what's your superpower? What do you want it to be? Oh, I like the uh, I guess time travel or just get anything. Time travel. Yeah. Okay. But. Like bending metal is why, definitely why, why time travel? Bending metal and telekinesis is definitely but why helpful. time travel? Why time travel? Uh, just because then you can be as you can die if you need to, but then if you I don't know, you could maybe be young if, for a longer period of time too. I don't know. It opens up a lot of possibilities of things. Okay, I want to be maybe invisible. it's selfish though because then you're like. Maybe a healing power would <laughs> be on. better, for, like ET has. <laughs> I want you to have that. Hold on, this is my dream now. I got a new dream. I want you to have the power of time travel. I forget who the artist is, but then I want you to hang out with. I want you to have so much money and then come back into like the late nineties, early two thousands. I want you to travel back in. I want you to be the richest person in the world. I mean, I want you to have Jeff Bezos money today, back then. 
and I want you to hang out with whoever what the guy was. What did they was. add the guy with the shotgun to have like a, a loaf, loaf of French bread or what? I don't know, but hold on. My idea here. I want you to, to have so much money and be hanging out with the guy who's got, I've got hoes in different area codes. And yes. he would have then hoes in different, you know, countries. Done. C- countries. Stop. I mean, different decades. You're a oh, time yeah, traveler. Yeah. Brother, yeah. you're a time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> countries you're like you have how is it seven eight seven four nine i kind of forgot what we're yeah i'm over here see Mm -hmm. these are movie ideas these this is the way you know it's it's a oh yeah the time traveling pimp yes Uh, now see we're you've already got the time like he pulls out the iphone and he just makes every cave woman in his dna also i'm not gonna lie i hope that laquisha in Chicago in 1972. This was actually an idea I had was, and maybe this should just be an idea for something is, whenever I see a superhero thing, I just, not whenever I see one, I just thought of this this week. I never thought of this idea until I, when I think of the superhero thing, I'm like, if there's a guy that bends metal and the rest of the people don't, like mm-hmm. bends metal with his mind, that guy is like gonna have girls just because women want the best genes and resources for their offspring. That guy's just going to be like, if if a rock star gets with every girl, it's just like that guy could just have girls lining up to block to have babies that can bend metal or fly. I mean, <laughs> your only argument is is that rock stars get more. The the only the only not to your argument is is that rock stars get way more pussy than magicians. Mm-hmm. But when magicians get at least some, I mean some, but they're not rock stars. But they're not real. Like they don't I have mean, real powers. Yeah, rock stars don't have real powers either. Neither one of those motherfuckers have real powers. But <laughs> and both perform in front of big audiences. But one tells everyone they've got the biggest dick in the world, rock stars, and the other goes, "I'm gonna make shit disappear." Magicians. And where do girls feel comfortable? I don't know. I'm just a guy. But numbers of panties thrown on stage would tell me rock stars are winning over (laughs) over magicians. Yeah. But once again, I don't know. Those are just the videos I've seen. Mm -hmm. But imagine the magician has a, a six pack of abs and can literally fly. Okay, and I will, I will tell you this. Step above magician. Okay, let's go. Let's go. And it, let's. And Chris Angel. Six, That's Chris Angel, right? Chris yeah. Angel. That motherfucker is like six five. You aren't telling me David Blaine and Chris Angel aren't getting with a lot of chicks. And I'm not mansions. saying they're not. I'm just. I'm not saying they're not at all. But <laughs> I will tell you this <laughs> for a fact. Dave Grohl is getting with more chicks than both of them. Mm-hmm. And twice on Tuesday. Because <laughs> okay. he's Dave Grohl. And Fair you enough. can make a deck of cards disappear, but you can't change a generation's music habits. So get in your time travel machine and figure that one out. <laughs> right back to time travel. 
I think I've won. Alex, tell me, is it a car? <laughs> so what do you want to, what power do you want? I want invisibility. Okay. I, want Billy, I want Billy Genshin for people and for myself. I'm a thief at heart. I love the idea of stealing things, but not like important things, more just like random things. I love the idea of it. I also love the idea of just stealing money from banks. I think it's hilarious, especially if you can be invisible. Right? Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. You know, it'd be hilarious. It'd be awesome. But with time travel, you could steal all you want. With time travel, you could reset to whatever you want. With time yeah. travel, you could decide, should I be the luckiest man ever in the history? No, but if the cops the show life? up, it's like, boom, 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 to your bank that you're robbing. You just time travel back and do it all over again. It's true. Or you just time yeah. travel to just where that money just hasn't gone to that bank yet. I mean, you could, you could time travel and bet on games. You already know who won. You could decide There's, to be the luckiest Talking about man conspiracy is... Uh, there's a theory that the lottery is there to catch time travelers. Uh, I can I can disprove that. My dad won the lottery. <laughs> and they didn't try to lock him up as a time traveler. No, he's uh, he's still spending that money that I can't spend because he's not dead. No, <laughs> there's going to be a relative <laughs> listening, going. <gasps> Jason, I've watched enough Datelines. I know Jason's going to kill his father. I'm like, no, I'm not. I love my dad very much. I'm joking. He's actually saved all that money and made more. He won three and a half million. He probably has like seven million now. My father's just like, he's like, you wouldn't believe what I did with this. I was like, Jason, you have a friend that wants to make movies here. Let's, let's talk with him. <laughs> let's here. talk with this guy. <laughs> Listen, it's good old man River. He just he's gonna finish. Let's get him. We will check right. We now. had a a little zero dollar project. It's like a, a ten minute short already. It's not very long yet. Where he goes to the guy and he's like, "We're gonna make this app," and it's uh, and he's like, "It's uh, he's like asking for a hundred thousand and he gets ten. <laughs> and so like when he's delivering the news to the other developer, he's like. We didn't get a hundred. It's like fifty. Here we go. <laughs> like I'm saying these things, and he's like, "No, it's ten. And it's like still, it's ten thousand dollars." But it's like, uh, he's like, "Okay, we'll get rid of the twenty-four foot mapping, I guess." <laughs> like, just <laughs> <laughs> gonna get rid of it. You know, just, just gotta go. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. A uh, couple of questions for you as the movie is gonna is is the rainbows and the life and the love of, of, of cinema are wrapping up for steven spielberg and all this craziness mm -hmm. three things one uh where are you 100 percent? i just need an a or a b aliens are on planet earth right now where are you i say when you were talking about, I said zero. I think it's not likely. You're gonna go zero. Yeah, because I just don't think uh, there's too many people on the planet, unless they're like living in the water. Maybe like that. Maybe the aliens aren't very advanced in there. Uh, you know, when we discover a new creature, that's an alien from some planet or something. But, like an octopus? Do you think like, like an octopus could have been like, "Fuck, I landed in the water"? As far they're as eating me. 
I'm yeah. so much smarter than them. Uh, our land. Yeah, it's just we have so much land mass with people on it. I mean, where would they? I guess if unless they're like scoping the territory, there's a lot of different places in the U.S. and everywhere else where. Oh, the there's no. I have, a, I have a hilarious. I have a hilarious movie pitch for you. Yeah. Octopuses are aliens. They've been with us forever, but we keep shoving them. Like every time they crash, they crash in the water because they've never been around water, and so yeah. the ships keep coming in with all the octopus hands. Well, think how much water is on Earth, but aliens landing in water is much more likely. I know. So imagine all the octopus hands, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as they land, they're like, you won't believe this. They're like, have you taught them anything? Have you taught them to you know, create this expansive knowledge thing? They're like, no, they keep fucking eating us. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, we're delicious. <laughs> they're like, no. They're like, no, you taste so good. <laughs> Everyone fucking eats you. Mm-hmm. You're almost an endangered. Guess what? If they eat enough of us, they stop eating us. They're like, that makes no sense. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. So the octopus should always take over. It's like pinky in the brain, right? The octopus are just about to take over. And then the world's like, you can eat octopus again. People are like, mom, 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 mom. Yeah. They think they're going to attack, and the fisherman nets are like, I'm never full. I've never had it. Full. I'm not Japanese, so that explains it. But I've never had it. Have you had it? Octopus. Yeah. Delicious. Oh. Oh. And I've had this squid ink mousse on Mm -hmm. top of octopus with a homemade, uh, this, uh, this very, very, it, it was a, a kind of, to call it a noodle is so much disrespect, but I can't, I can't quite recall how he designed the noodle. But anyway, so it was the squid, the noodle, and the squid ink mousse in one bite. And mm. it was dynamic. Sounds indulgent. Yeah, again, every once in a while I get spoiled. Someone's like, I'd like to buy this guy a meal. And I was like, well, <laughs> Christopher Walken, let's go down a memory trip of how I'm going to max out your credit card. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good name job to end on. Um, I had fun, Jason. Jimmy, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, tell everyone once again where they can find all your stuff. And uh, then, of course, always email me everything you want me to put in the description and what I can tag on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. But to everyone else who's listening, how can they find you? Where do they go? What happens? Uh, Bodyswapmovie.com. Just go there and it'll take you right to the movie. Watch this trailer if you like the trailer about the movie. No, no, no. And uh, it's about a career businesswoman that switches places with a, uh, a loser. And uh, that's uh, and that's uh, that's about all you need to know. <laughs> and you're gonna get more from the trailer, really. And it's uh, it's not a very complicated plot. It's exactly what it says: body swap, body swap, romantic comedy. Folks, buy the movie. Just buy the fucking movie. Don't do this. Watch the trailer. <laughs> buy the movie. Yeah. I'm buying the movie. Buy the movie. <laughs> I'm gonna text Jimmy. I'm gonna have it playing. I'm gonna do a screenshot. I'm gonna send it to him. How do they find you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? What's the best way? How do they get at? How do they get at? Um, Instagram, I spear milk is um, my Instagram. And uh, it, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks thanks so for much. listening, audience. Hey, folks from Townsend, Montana, 
to Russia, to Uzbekistan, to Brazil, to the Philippines, to London, to Canada, to all my friends around Texas, Montana, California, New York, and everybody in between. Basically listed all the states that have uh, filed junctions against <laughs> in the, uh, that lawsuit. Oh, oh, all my active voters out there. <laughs> you guys, thanks for listening. Keep those votes coming. Okay. <laughs> Keep Thank those you. votes coming. <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. Love you, brother. Be good. Okay. Thanks. Bye.